understand who we are in you. Lord, that you begin to give us the correct identity in our lives. That you begin to show us who we are as we begin to look to you, God. Lord, begin to change the way that we think about ourselves. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody says, amen, amen. How many of you know that um, uh, a lot of people are going through identity crisis? Have you ever seen somebody go through an identity crisis? Don't point them out if you're thinking about them in the church. It's usually like you think of an identity crisis, you usually think of an old person that's trying to be young, right? You usually think like that all of a sudden they got to get a nice sports car and get a chain around their neck and unbutton their shirt, you know? That's what what you start to think of as an identity crisis. But how many of you know that young people can have an identity crisis too? Young people trying to be old. My, my daughter, she's nine years old. She said, you know I'm a preteen. I said, no, you're not. You're not a preteen. You're nine years old. She said, no, look it up. I said, I don't care what Urban Dictionary says. You're not, you're not a, pre, you're not a preteen until 12. So just enjoy who you are right now, right? Be who you are right now. You're not a preteen. If you're young, don't try to be old. I know a lot of young people that are, they're old. They got to go to bed at 830. You know what I mean? They got to watch their little shows listen be who you are don't be if you if you're if you're supposed to be um old be old rock the gray hair rock it we like it the white hair just rock the you know listen america is in an identity crisis girls are wanting to be boys listen girls are too pretty to want to be a boy boys are uglier Boys are wanting to be girls. Why? They're in an identity crisis because they, they see what's going on in the world and they're following the trends of the world and how they think and how they feel about their surroundings instead of finding their identity in God. People say, what's the big deal about the beauty and the beast thing? Well, this is the big deal, that when we start to call what is not right normal, then we begin to get polluted in our thinking, and we begin to see we love everyone. We love everyone. We love everyone that walks through the door. But just because you love somebody doesn't mean you, you ignore the truth. I love my children, so I want to be able to tell them the things that they need to know to not hurt themselves. People say, well, they self-identify. Listen, we don't self-identify. We were born to identify ourselves with Jesus. You'll be a lot happier when you quit trying to self-identify and you begin to identify who you are in God. Come on, God wants you to begin to find him. Quit trying to be like your cell leader. You're going to end up having mannerisms or whatever. Like quit trying to be, be like Jesus. Follow him. Read your word and say, I want to be like him, and then you'll become who you're supposed to be. Be God. Be you. Listen, I don't get in an identity crisis. If I show up next week and wear skinny jeans, I'm in an identity crisis. Tell me something's wrong. Listen, I'm not against skinny jeans, but big guys shouldn't wear skinny jeans. It should be in the Bible somewhere. <laughs> it's in E-verbs. <laughs> It should be in the Bible somewhere. If I show up with like a flat bill hat and some hipster glasses, be like, Pastor, you're in an identity crisis. It's not me. After three kids, the flat bill goes, it turns in the right right way that a cap should be. (laughs) 
you know, listen, I'm all for trends. I'm all for dressing up. I love all that stuff. I, I say be you, but don't try to be just, don't try to self-identify. Don't get in an identity crisis. Be who you are called to be. Don't try to be like somebody else. You're authentic. God called you to do great things that nobody else was called to do, but he wants you to find out who you are. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The Israelites said, we are like grasshoppers. We are like grasshoppers. I'm going to give you three steps to develop your calling. Three steps to develop your calling. See, there's something about a grasshopper. You won't see normally a grasshopper that is just like not in the grass. <laughs> you don't see grasshoppers that often. Why? Because grasshoppers, they want to be camouflaged. Am I right? They're green. They want to be, they want to get in their surroundings. They just, they don't want to be seen. They want to be hidden. They want to hide out. Am I right? They want to hide out. And see, the Israelites saw themselves like a grasshopper. They wanted to just be normal. They wanted to hide out. They wanted to be like everyone else. How many of you know when you become a Christian, you're not going to be like everyone else? Don't be conformed to the world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll prove what is the good, acceptable, pleasing will of God. If you want to know what you're called to do, begin to be conformed by his word. Come on. In our lives, we have to know that we can't just adapt to our surroundings and our circumstances. How many of you know that God's people changes their circumstances and their surroundings? They don't adapt to what's going on in the atmosphere. They change it. They change it. And so you aren't called to just be in a crowd. You say, that. well, that's humble. That's not humble. You're not called to just be in a crowd. You're called to stand out. You're called to stand out. God would not make you a light of the world if he didn't want you to stand out. So don't be like a grasshopper and say, I want to just be like my surroundings. Be like Jesus, the light of the world. Listen, God called you to stand out. Do you know how you stand out? You stand out by serving. You want to know how to stand out? Stand out by serving. Let's, let's look at this scripture, Colossians 3, 2 through 4. It says this. I love this scripture. Think about these things in heaven, not things on earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden. Say hidden. With Christ in God. See, we read that word hidden. We re read that word hidden, and we think, okay, we got to find out who we are in God's word. And that's true. That's true. But did you know that God has the body of Christ on the earth? If you want to really begin to cause the gifts to be drawn out of you, begin to serve the body of Christ. I mean, the body of Christ should be seen the way that God sees the body of Christ. Am I right about it? Let's look at how God views the body of Christ. Ephesians 1.20, it says this. It says, all this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on the throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe. Now listen, running the universe, everything from galaxies to government, 
no name, no power except from his rule. And not just for the, for the time being, but forever. Say forever. He is in charge of it all, has the final word on everything. And at the center of all this, listen, at the center of all the galaxies and all the things that God has going on and that he's ruling, at the center of all this, Christ rules the church. Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world or secondary to the world. The world is secondary to the church. The church is the body of Christ in which he speaks, he acts, in which he fills everything in his presence. If you want to begin to know or find yourself in God, begin to find a place in the church. Come on, begin to find a place where you can serve. Begin to stand out and say, what can I do? Come on, somebody. When you say, when you say listen, I don't want to be just a part of the crowd, how can I serve? This is a secret. Begin to serve where God planted you. Begin to serve the body of Christ. Begin to serve his body. And God will begin to draw things out of you that the world can never give you. Am I right about it? You say, well, I'm trying to figure out what I, I, what I want to do. Listen, serve God and he'll begin to show you what to do. Begin to serve his body and he will begin to show you what to do. See, we have to just learn how to say yes sometimes. Because when you serve... People are going to ask you to do things that are probably uncomfortable. Am I right about it? If you say, you know what, I, I, I'm willing to be used, then don't get upset when God wants to use you. Say, God, use me. And then somebody asks you to do something, you're like, I feel like you're using me. <laughs> Does that make sense? We have to learn sometimes just to say yes. I'll do it. Isaiah said, here I am, God. Send me. I don't know if I'm equipped. I don't know if I can do it. But I'm willing to serve because I understand it's a secret to my calling. It's a secret to begin to know who I really am in God. And God wants you to begin to find places in the church where you can serve. See, it is not enough just to be critical of, you know what, they really need to work on this area in the church. I mean, it is just horrible. No, a servant, somebody that understands their calling, says, what can I do to fill that gap? What can I do to fill that gap? And God will begin to, to get these gifts out of you. I remember when I was telling my leaders when I first got saved, listen, just tell me what to do. Then they just got me to do everything they didn't feel like doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, why did I do, you know, I, I, went to, I went to a pastor and I was like, I really want to do something. He was like, well, I got this funeral coming up. I was like, I don't know how to do a funeral. He was, you'll be all right. And so you just go out and you just do it. You'll probably bomb, but guess what? God is going to begin to develop in you, but you got to be willing to say yes. You got to be willing. I, I, I wasn't even, I didn't even have a life group yet. I went to a pastor and said, what can I do? He said, well, there's an elementary school with 500 people. Can you go speak to them? I was like, I don't ever, I don't speak. And, and he's like, yeah, but go. And I was like, okay. So I went up and I just went. I probably bombed, but guess what? God was drawing, drawing gifts out of me. So you got to be willing to say yes. You got to be willing to say, I will go. You can't say, I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to adapt to my surrounding. No, how can I serve? The secret of serving is God begins to call gifts 
out of you and you begin to see who you are in God. The second thing is this. See, grasshoppers are small. Am I right? Grasshoppers are small. How many of you know that God wants you to stand up in confidence? Once you go out, once you step out, be confident, not in who you are, but be confident in who God is. See, Joshua understood a secret. Joshua said everywhere that Moses goes, I'm going to go and serve, and I'm going to be equipped. Then it was a time for Joshua to go and do things that God called him to do, and Moses did something to Joshua incredible. See, Joshua's name, before it was Joshua, was Oshua. And what Moses did, he said, I'm going to put the J on the front and it's going to be Joshua because I want you to be combined with Jehovah. I'm going to put Jehovah and Joshua or, or Oshua together and you're going to be united. It's kind of like we do with Josh and Holly. We call them Jolly. They're one, right? We call them, they're, they're, it's not Holly, it's not Josh, it's Jolly. You know, even when, when Josh is not around, we're calling Holly Jolly. Why? Because they're one. And see, what God wants you to recognize, that he wants you to put your head up high, your shoulders back, because you might not feel comfortable, but he wants you to know that you're connected with him and you can be confident. Come on, you're connected with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You should be excited about that. Colossians 2.10 says, so you are also complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over the ruler and authority, who is head over every ruler and authority. See, if you're not feeling complete in your life, you might have to find yourself in God because you're connected with God. You're connected with the ruler of the universe. See, your blessing is really connected to your confidence. Your blessing is connected to your confidence. How do I know that? Jeremiah 17, 7 says this. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Blessings chase after those that are confident. God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm confident in you. I'm, I'm going to step out and do something that I'm not really used to. I'm going to cross over. I might not know how to do it all, but I know that you are with me. You're connected with me. I'm united with you. I might not feel it, but I'm going to be de begin to declare it, and I'm going to feel you close to me. Come on. If you're not doing any anything that's making you feel like getting out your comfort zone, most likely you're not following after Jesus. God... Ask us to get out of the norm, to serve, to do things that might make you feel uncomfortable. But God wants you to know this secret, that he wants your name to be combined with his name. That you are not going in your own strength and your own ability, but you're going in the name of God. God wants you to, listen, my dad always told me, put your shoulders back, put your head up, have eye contact. If you're going to shake somebody's hand, shake it hard. Am I right? My kids, I'm always saying, put your shoulders back. Listen, you, if you're in, your, in this house, put your shoulders back. Put your head up. You know, when, when, when kids get a certain age, they like to do this. They like to slunch, you know, because they're, they're not really knowing who they are. God doesn't want you to, to, to be bent over, slunch, insecure. Put your shoulders back and your head up. You're a king's kid. Come on, you're royalty. And we have to begin to see ourselves as royalty, not like grasshoppers. We got to see ourselves as bigger 
than what we see or see because you are uniquely made. God forms you. He puts you together. He, you are God's workmanship. Listen, either we're going to believe our own thoughts or we're going to believe God's thoughts. Don't you love when you see your children doing something you know that they can't do, but they're just confident because you're right there by them? Don't you love that? You're, you're right there by them, so they're going to pretend like they can do it. Listen, God is right by you. He's connected to you. You might be right on the verge. You might be right on the line of saying, I want to do something for God. And God is saying, cross over. I'm with you. Don't worry about how you're going to look. Listen, let yourself know this one thing, that I work for an audience of one. I work for an audience of one. As long as God is smiling down on me, I don't care what you think. Am I right about it? See, the problem is sometimes we can be so self-conscious instead of God-conscious or God-conscious. We can be so self-conscious. You're thinking about yourself too much. Be God-conscious, and then you'll be, you'll be able to do the impossible. Come on. Get your eyes off yourself. Quit saying that you're ugly. Shit, somebody shot me down. <laughs> Quit saying that you're not able. See, Joshua and Caleb said, I can do all things. I can do all things. I'm authentic, right? I'm going to follow God, and God is going to make me authentic. I'm special, and I'm anointed. You're anointed. Come on, to do the calling of God. I'm your coach today saying, get up. You can do it. Get up and cross over. You want to be in the ministry? Then cross over. You want to increase your finances, have your own business? Cross over. You want that house you've been dreaming of? Go to the bank and see what you need to do. God's going to give you the grace when you come into faith. God's going to give you the grace to do it when you come into faith and say, I believe because you're connected to me that I can. I can. I can. See, a lot of times we build walls with ourselves. God wants you to uh, cause that lid to come off. And for you to identify with Jesus and not who just you are. See, sin makes us look at ourselves. Am I right about it? See, we're in an identity crisis because we're looking too much like ourselves. You just got to embrace yourself. You got to know that God called you to be a certain way. You be the best you. See, I think it's a tragedy. <laughs> I think it's a tragedy on magazines. You know, every, everybody's photoshopped. Everybody's photoshopped. Listen, half the profile pictures in here are photoshopped. <laughs> you can make people skinny these days. You can make people, you know, your, 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 the circles under your eyes, they're gone. We, we like to live in an edited world, but the truth is you got to just know that you can't compare yourself to somebody else. You got to stop comparing yourself to other people and begin to run your race. And begin to say, this is who God called me to, to run after. It's Jesus, and I'm going to be in my race. See, you get out of your race when you begin to compare yourself to other people. Moms, quit comparing yourself to the mom that homeschools eight kids. And they're like little ducklings following after a mom. They're an anomaly. Don't try to be like them. I think I'm just going to homeschool. Yeah, but you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> right? Don't you be you. You do what has the grace. Y'all still looking at me because I said you're going to kill yourself. Get over it. It's all right. You're not going to kill yourself. It's just a joke. Easy. <laughs> Listen, God wants you to just be you, man. 
Be you. Do what God called you to do. Know who you are on the inside and begin to step out. Begin to step out. See, another thing that a, uh, we can get somebody to come and play. Another thing that a grasshopper wants is he, he is known to every time there's a little threat, he's known to have long legs to just jump away. <laughs> I've got one person laughing at everything I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling hilarious today. <laughs> no, it was just one guy, sorry. <laughs> no, a grasshopper, when he feels threatened, he's going to jump away. Am I right about it? See, God might call you to serve, and he might call you to step out, but he's also calling you to stand. He, listen, every time a threat comes, every time an offense comes, you're not called to be like a grasshopper and jump away. Am I right about it? You're called to stand. You're called to stand. You're called to stand strong with courage. See, you want to know the secret of an oak, it's their roots. Say, I'm not going anywhere until I'm finishing the work that God called me to do. Come on, God called you to stand. That's when you become fruitful. You become fruitful when you stand and say, I might not see the promise right now. I might be feeling uncomfortable right now, but I'm going to stand. And I'm going to put my roots down. And I'm going to face the threats. And I'm going to know that God is with me. He's going to fight my battles. And let, guess what? The storm is not going to begin to affect me. Listen, God has a story for your life. God has a plan for your life. And the plan is good. Jeremiah says that the plan is good for your life. When the giants come, when the people offend you, when things look like it's them, stand. Stand. Don't go anywhere until you finish the thing that God called you to do. You had a cell group. But nobody showed up, so you just jumped away. Listen, stand. Stand. Stare at the empty chairs. Preach to them. Stand. Stand. Because we don't operate by sight. We operate by faith. God is just testing your faith. God is saying, you might be looking at your bank account. You might have sowed a seed. You say, God, I don't have any money. Stand. Face it and watch God begin to show up in your life. What does the Bible say? Do not lose heart and in due season. In due season. Come on, let's not have a generation that's a microwave blessing generation. God has called you to step out. Maybe it didn't happen like you thought, but God is calling you to stand. Look at it in the eyes and say, you will not defeat me. Come on, God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You got a greater power than what you're seeing around you. What? Listen, that, that son or that daughter that's been running away from God, they're off on drugs. You said, I can't even, I got to be disconnected. Listen, you need to stand and say, as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It doesn't matter what they do because the Bible says that my house will be saved. You got to begin to stand. Don't begin to run somewhere else. Don't begin to rely on some kind of counseling somewhere else. Begin to stand with God and you're going to begin to see those promises come to pass. Begin to stand. 
What does the Bible say? It said, be like a tree that is rooted by a river. Be like a tree that's rooted in the presence of God. Be rooted. Quit jumping away. Say, I don't know why I haven't gotten promoted. You've had ten jobs in the last three months. Stand. Well, I don't think the boss likes me. Quit thinking like that. You're going to win him over. He's going to see Jesus in you. Begin to stand. When things don't seem, if God called you to do it, he's going to see to it to get you through it. Am I right? He's going to see to it to get you on the other side. People say, God called me to go. Then why are you leaving? God got me this job. Why are you leaving? Listen, don't leave until you accomplish the purpose that God brought you there for. Stand and begin to know that I'm rooted and God's going to begin to bring the fruit. See, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about the fruit. You just got to worry about being grounded. You don't have to worry about the fruit. God brings the fruit. You don't bring the fruit. You just got to get by the presence. The fruit is coming. I feel like in my spirit God told me to tell somebody today the fruit is coming. Crossover, the fruit is coming. You've been getting tired. You've been getting weary. The Bible says to stand. Stand, therefore, the fruit is coming. God's blessing is coming. God's word is true. He is not a man that he should lie. His word is true. If he called you to it, he's going to make sure that he brings the fruit. I love this scripture. I'm going I'm to read it. Jeremiah 17, 8. It says, they are like trees planted. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, you're an oak. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Listen, God wants you to begin to stand up in courage. Nelson Mandela said this, I learned courage was not the absence of fear but the triumph over it. The brave man is the one that does not feel, the brave man is not one that does not feel afraid, but the one that conquers that fear. Let me ask you today, what are you fearing? What is the thing that you're fearing? God wants you to conquer that today. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. God's going to prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Come on, your cup runs over. I love this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You don't have to search after your calling. Your calling is going to search after you. Your goodness and mercy is going to follow you. Quit trying to look and figure out what you're going to do. Begin to see who you are in Jesus. It's going to chase after you. Come on, step out. Step out. What is God calling you to step out in? You say, well, I don't know how it's going to pan out. That's how God does this thing. And God's going to begin to equip you, and you're going to begin to know who you are in God. Come on, today we're going to step into our calling. Today, like Joshua and Caleb said, I'm going to step over the line into the promises. If you say today I want to step over the line, I want you to just stand up right where you are. I'm going to step over.